You're listening to Pole Parlor, a fun, inspiring podcast for all those bewitched by pole dance. Each week, your Madam Crimson Minx has candid conversation with unique, engaging individuals from within and around the pole dance community. Pole Parlor is passionate about preaching creativity, soulful sensuality, and empowerment through pole dance. You know how we do. Welcome everyone to Pole Parlor. This is episode 41, Mona Marie. I'm your host, Crimson Minx. This week on the podcast, we have Mona Marie. On this episode, we talk about how Mona, a self-taught pole dancer, first discovered pole while visiting a strip club, her goals and role as an entertainer dancing at clubs in New York City, her experience choreographing for Madonna on her Rebel Heart Tour, and how she is serving her community in the Bronx with her pole studio, Poletic Justice. And if you've listened to the podcast before, you know that every week I ask our guest to share his or her pole crush, and many of you have actually asked me who my pole crush is, and I will now reveal that Mona is definitely one of my tops. So please pardon any gushing that occurs during the interview. And as always, don't forget to check out Mona's post-podcast interview on the blog at poleparlor.com, where she shares her favorite photos, music, video, and more. Also, as the podcast has transitioned from a weekly to bi-monthly production, I encourage you to check out my YouTube channel at youtube.com slash poleparlor, where I'm sharing some fun videos discussing pole-centric topics for the weeks we don't have a podcast episode. And now, let's bring on Mona Marie. Come fuck with me, want you to feel me. Welcome, Mona Marie, to the Pole Parlor Podcast. How are you today? I'm good. I'm good. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing well. (laughs) Thank you. So happy to have you on. Me too. I'm excited. Awesome. I am. Awesome. Let's jump on in. For how long have you been pole dancing and how did you first discover pole dance? So I've been poling for about 10 years now. And the first uh, time I went into a gentleman's club was when I was 20. And I saw this woman at the very top of the pole and I was like, oh, my God, like, how does she do it? And I literally waited a week later and I went and I auditioned and I stayed at the back of the club and I just played on the pole. I watched what the other girls were doing and I just mimicked what they were doing. And I literally taught myself and I'm self-taught pole artist. And then uh, the rest is history from there. Where was this club? It was called Bada Bing. In, oh, was it um, New York? Hunts Point. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I remember that place. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's so crazy. So you stayed and you worked there for a bit just so you had access to a pole and to, like, figure yeah. it out. Okay. Yeah, because during this time, there wasn't a lot of places that had pole classes or any. I didn't even know there was, like, pole classes or pole studios and stuff like that. And everything that I've seen was always overseas and not necessarily in New York. Yeah, this was like 2007, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's kind of a different time back then. Yep. Did you um, have a history in dance or athletics or anything like that? Yes, I have a, a performance background. I've been um, a dancer, model, stepper since I was 12, from 12 to 19. And then I started pole dancing. Okay, so one, so how I first discovered you was when, um, and I can't believe I hadn't discovered you earlier, but was when I found out that you were the official pole choreographer and pole trainer for Madonna's 
Rebel Heart Tour, right? Yes. Okay. How did that happen? Because I'm going to put a link to the show notes. If I feel like it's been shared a lot, the videos of her stage performance where she's on the pole that's like a crucifix and it's so mm-hmm. badass. Uh, but I'll put a video of that in the show notes if someone managed not to ever see that. And so, yeah, how did that connection happen? What was that like? Oh, my God. That was the most nerve-wracking experience of my life. A friend of mine, no, it really was, a friend of mine uh, that's a part of this dance production that I'm a part of, she sent me an email. And uh, it was about, you know, looking for pole dancers. And I, honestly, I wasn't even going to go. I wasn't. I psyched myself out. I was like, who am I to think that I can, you know, go audition for Madonna? I was like, no, not, not me. So it wasn't until about two days before that I decided I was going to go. And literally, my partner and one of my best friends, they had to drag me out the house for me to go go to the audition. And it was a three-day process. The first day, horrible. Everything was horrible. I was emotional. I was crying. I was like, what the hell is this? What am I thinking? And... The first day I saw them take my name, take my my pile, my name out the pile and put it in the no pile because I couldn't do the choreography and I couldn't see. I was in a room of 200 girls. We all the same height. So you're auditioning and it's like, okay, you know what? I'm just going to stand here and I'm just going to twerk it out because I didn't see no choreography that they just saw. And after I told them I was here for the specialty act, that's when they took my name out the no pile and they put it in the yes pile and I made it to the second day. So that second day, that was very emotional because I seen like a couple of good people, you know, in the good in the pole community there and I was auditioning against them. And I was like, there's no way I'm making this audition. Like, there's no way I'm making it to day three. I did. I did uh, day two and they told me to put on a show. They was like, you know what? Come come tomorrow. You're going to perform for her. But I had to go through Jamie King. Which is the which was the tour director, and um, I was like, okay, I'm just gonna put on the show. That's all I'm gonna do. So the next day, I'm at the third day. I literally didn't sleep. I went to the bar. I had a couple of shots of tequila. <laughs> <laughs> I was just trying to get my myself emotionally ready for whatever was about to happen the next day, and that day was just a long day. It was all day, and it was down to three people. It was me, Mercy Robinson, and Marlo Fristian. And, you know, it was, I was like, there's no way I'm, I'm getting this at all. It's not happening. Like, <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I'm going up against a world champion. Like, what am I doing? And such different styles. <laughs> such, everybody was such different styles. Like, I'm a, I'm a showgirl, but I'm an exotic showgirl, so I do... I do all this sexy, you know, sexy stuff on the pole. And, you know, Marlo is more artsy and strength and very flexible. And then you got Opera Gaga singing opera on the damn pole. It was, <laughs> it, was it was such a, like, it was weird. Everything was weird. <laughs> it been fun, but probably no, no. very stressful because Madonna's watching you. Yeah, no, it was, it was stressful. It was, it was exciting. It was nerve wracking. I was, I don't even know how I made it through. I'm sure, you know, the tequila helped, but (laughs) (laughs) um, it was, it was great. It was great. It was, it it was great. And within seconds of me on the ground crying and praying, uh, 
one of the head choreographers came out to me and she was just like, do you have a studio? Do you have a place where um, you practice at? Um, what is your email information? And I was just like, what? Like, what is happening? And I just gave it to her. And I didn't tell nobody because for me, I was just like, you know, they're not saying nothing to me yet, but they asked me for all this information. And within that week, I got an email, you know, requesting, telling me that um, I was hired as a pole choreographer and trainer. And I was just like, I couldn't believe it. And I still didn't talk about it. I waited <laughs> until the day I had to go to <laughs> and meet them for me to be like, okay, this is official. Oh, my goodness. So that's, that. yeah. So what did your job entail from there? Did you have to train Madonna? Because she gets on the pole during the, during the show, <laughs> right? Yes. Um, so I was hired to work with the dancers and train the dancers for a couple of months to get them ready for a routine. And I came up with all the pole tricks um, for the song Holy Water. So that was basically what my job was. It was every day long hours. Um, I did work with Madonna. Um, I told her how to do the surfboard. She just needed something very simple. Um, wow. Uh-huh. Uh, and um, something that she could still be able to sing. So that's why I was like, let me teach you how to do the surfboard. It's the most easiest thing for her. She don't have to do much but hold herself up there. And I just got to train the dancer um, at the bottom to be strong enough to hold up, hold her up. And you were in this? Did you travel or did you just choreograph it? I did not. I didn't travel. Okay. Which, no. I was happy with my title. Yeah, that's <laughs> I cool. was good with not, with not traveling. Yeah. No, but um, it, was, it lasted for about from the summer to September. Wow. Um, I mean, I so can't. It, it, it took a minute. It, it was a couple of months. And it was every day, about six days out the week. So that trip is intense. That that tour is intense. That stage performance, but you made her and the dancers look amazing. So thank you. (laughs) Yeah. So did you? Do you have any other experience in like showbiz? Have you done like videos or other shows? Anything like that? Yeah, I've worked with a few people in the industry, um, but. The biggest person I've worked with so far is Madonna, but I've done a bunch of shows throughout the U.S. I put on um, a few productions. I'm a part of a dance production here in New York, a burlesque production. Um, Yeah, I just... I mean, you it know, doesn't what? get bigger than Madonna, so. <laughs> yeah, so it was just like, you know what? Um, yeah, it really did it. But I worked with Ja Rule, Tiana Taylor, um, Mary J. Blythe, uh, Gosh, a couple of other people. I did a few reality shows where I just taught them as the instructor on, you know, when they go to the studios and stuff like that. That's so cool. So, (laughs) and I mean, it's funny that you're self-taught because you really, I think it brings a creativity to your style of dance. Like, I feel like Uh you have a very distinctive style of dance that was definitely developed independently and like suits your body really well. Yeah, I'm very raw. I'm a freestyle pole artist. I love the fact that I taught myself and I don't have all that um, technical, you know, in-class type of training. I feel like for me, it will take away from who I am and what I and what I do. I, I love being imperfect. You know, I love that my lines are not straight all the time. And I love that I allow the music to control me and I'm able to show that when it comes to my performances. 
Yeah, you really are a pole dancer in like an entertainment capacity and not in a competitive capacity where that where it's a big difference because if you enter the competitions and things like you lose points or you know you're required to hit certain things, but that doesn't suit you, so you don't do those things. And look, you you know created your own thing, <laughs> which I think is so rad. Thank you. No, I don't. I I don't think um, I would ever compete. I don't like competition. I don't do this to, you know, say that I'm the best or, you know, I'm the champ. I I own who I am and I love who I am. And no one can judge me and tell me that, you know, you know, that I'm a 10 or an 8 or a 7. I'm dope. And that's that's all that matters. That's all that matters, you know. So, no, I'm not the competitive type. I just do what I love. That's it. That's awesome. But you are <laughs> strong as hell. <laughs> What is your training schedule like, or how do you train? Because whenever I see you, I'm like, she's got to, like, lift, or I mean, <laughs> yeah, what's that? How, how can we get Mona strong? No, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't do any of that. I don't what? go to the gym. I probably the sauna. Well, all I do is the pole. That's all I've been doing for the, for the last couple of years is just cool. the pole and just working with my own body weight. Right now, since I have the studio, I'm, probably about five hours a day okay wow so this is like all pole strength and I assume you work with yeah. flexibility too yeah yeah that's recently now I have to do it it wasn't before it wasn't a priority no no, <laughs> no. I drank a lot of wine <laughs> <laughs> me too why, can't I? why don't I okay. like you <laughs> a lot of Sauvignon Blanc tequila <laughs> when I don't want to feel nothing <laughs> <laughs> but I wasn't stretching before um, that much. But I, I would go to different studios before I open my own and take their uh, sex classes so I can work on it. Yeah. But no. It's a necessary <laughs> evil. I'm not that flexible, but I've just been getting into it recently myself. I'm like, it's, mm-hmm. well, this will be worth it, but... <laughs> <laughs> maybe stretching wine. and wine maybe you can start something with that if there was wine in a stretch class I would definitely do it so oh, oh, that's already part of my class automatically oh, all right I'm, I'm coming next time I'm in the Bronx yeah seriously someone who's like a professional right now is listening and is like what the hell don't try this at home everyone yeah <laughs> but let's talk about your studio when did you so you you're located in New York. We already yes. established that. And you opened a studio recently in the Bronx, which I don't mm-hmm. know if there was a studio in the Bronx before you, was there? Um, not in my area. There wasn't much in the Bronx uh, for women. And I'm, I literally opened a studio on Morris Park in the Bronx. And it's, it's in my community. This is where I grew up. This is the area that I live. And I just wanted to give back, you know. And I uh, what... What came about the studio happening was the fact of one, when I, after I did the audition, uh, they asked me, did I have a studio? And it just clicked. I was just like, okay, after Madonna, you need to do something bigger to keep growing and going forward. And then I would always get the same questions because I was like a concierge instructor. I would go to people's homes and I would train them and do like the pole parties. And I was traveling with my pole. So, Ooh, that's a pain in the ass. Oh, it was. It, it, it was. And I was just like, this can't be life right now. But I enjoyed it. So I did it with no complaints. And I would get the same question. And, and it was, you know, how do you maintain your sexy? And how do you build your confidence? And what can I do to make myself feel better about, you know, me and my looks and myself? 
And I was I was just so confused because for me, being sexy wasn't natural, but it, I had to teach myself. And especially in being in a nightlife, mm-hmm. it's, this is all you know. And like I know, all I know is pulling in, in, in high heels and making sure my hair, my makeup and stuff is done all the time. So I, I was paying attention to those questions and I was just like, you know, I'm tired of going into the city to have to take a pole class or, or do something that I love. And I should just stay in, in the Bronx and open it in the Bronx. So when I opened it here, I, it was in full attention of just wanting to not create, like, the next pole champion, but to really give back to my community and help these women feel really good about themselves and feel empowered. So the studio, it looks like a mini strip club, basically. That's, like, that's what I call it. It's a, it's a pole lounge and art studio. I make it very different, but the lighting, the setting, it's sexy. I want, women, I want my women to come in here and they want to feel sexy. I, and, that, and that was like the main goal, not to have a typical pole studio, not to have a typical fitness studio, just a place where women come in and they just feel like this is something different for themselves. Because you have to be you have to be selfish at one point in your life, you know, mm-hmm. and a lot of women, we forget that we can't be selfish because we either being moms or we're running careers or we're taking care of other people and we don't have a place to call our own without feeling intimidated. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that. How, what's, what's it been like? Have you been getting a lot of students? Like maybe throw out some highs and maybe some challenges at the same time. Uh, I've been getting, I've been getting a lot of, a a lot of students, a lot of poll parties, a lot of poll private um, group sessions and individual classes, Uh, but we're still growing. We only been open since August. I think the marketing is the hardest part, just getting it out there. We didn't even, did I, we say the name of it? Oh, Poetic Justice? Poetic, it's Poetic Justice. Poetic Justice, <laughs> like, yes. Google will tra- change it to Poetic Justice to the Janet Jackson Tupac film uh-huh. from the 90s, but don't let it do that. It's Poetic no, I, Justice. <laughs> poetic Justice, no. And that's another thing is just figuring just figuring out those little things to help your, your business grow. But social media has been a blessing. Um I, I, I've been had to work on it because I'm such a private person. So now that I have to be on social media all the time, just posting, 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 it's, it's, it's a challenge. But it's helping me grow. I'm learning as an owner. Um, and it's been a great experience. I, my students, they are a blessing to hear such to hear them have nothing but positive things to say when they come and they love the atmosphere, the vibe, they enjoy the class, they love that I challenge them and they feel good, you know? And it, it makes me, it just, it's, a, it's a constant reminder that I'm doing something amazing and to not give up even when times get hard. And the freaking cons is like, oh, <laughs> you know, just trying to maintain like financially, you know, I already know, like, it's going to take time for the business to grow. Mm-hmm. And I'm, you know, I'm doing this without a loan. Me and my partner, my business partner, um, you know, she invested her retirement. I just invested, you know, m- my time and my energy and me going to work every night. So I'm literally trapping at night and running the studio in a day while the studio, while the studio was building itself up. And I'm doing it that way because I didn't want a loan. I didn't want no investors. I didn't want to um, have any other people involved in my vision because I knew a lot of people wouldn't understand my vision. Mm -hmm. And I believe so much in myself that I'm more than willing to work hard and invest in 
doing what I love. So that's that's been the most difficult part is just staying positive and just keeping it going and just know that you you know this is this is something amazing and something great and different for the Bronx. Mm-hmm. It takes time. It takes time for people to be even aware that you're there. It takes yeah. time to people who aren't used to doing something like that to get up the courage to take a class like yeah. that. So, you know. Yeah. But, but they love it. These women, they come in here. And I mean, I have women from just all walks of life. I have women that are in politics and librarians and just people in the community and, and teachers and doctors and police officers. I had a whole whole party of of police officers yeah. and lawyers and they were just free late. <laughs> yes. it was it was the most dopest thing ever and you know they just it, it just it it's such a good feeling it's such a good feeling because I know I'm doing something different. Yeah. And it's like, these are regular women with everyday lives. And they just, they come in here and they, they were ready. They got their heels. They got their shorts. They got their little little tops on. They're, they're ready. And it makes me feel, I'm like, okay, I'm about to have a just Bronx sexy up. <laughs> <laughs> Bringing the sexy back to, to Bringing the it back. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, you know, it's it's a scary thing to put yourself in that position where you're, you know, financially putting yourself out there, but also like all of the time and investment and the vulnerability. So I commend you. Yeah, I thank just, you. I can tell you're so enthusiastic about it. So <laughs> I just feel like it's going to work out. It's a growing industry in general. So people yeah. will be seeking you, you know? Yeah. No, I'm I'm excited. I'm I'm excited and absolutely enjoying the journey. Yeah, but I mean at the same time, thanks for keeping it real with us, you know, because <laughs> you know, there are challenges involved, but it can be very rewarding. Yeah. And so, um, you mentioned you're still working at night. Like, what, so what else are you doing in addition to the studio? So I'm an entertainer. I'm a headliner at this gentleman's club up here in New York, um, Colston City. I've been there for a couple of years. It's um, my home club. And I literally change my own self. So when people when people uh, see me and they see me perform, they're not looking at me like I am a stripper. They see me as an entertainer. They tell me once I get off stage that, you know, that was art. And like, oh, my God, you changed how I look at, you know, pole dancers now and I said good that's exactly what I wanted to do you know so I do that at night um besides me uh going to people's homes and doing the pole parties there and putting on uh showcases throughout the city that's you know the bulk of it is just you know being in the nightlife yep hustling (laughs) yeah and you have um a male dance partner Tarzan that Mm -hmm. you dance with sometimes yeah we actually talked about you guys both on the podcast with Lauren Lukerich Mm -hmm. like last year and so um (laughs) tell me like how did you connect with Tarzan and what's it like you know working with the man and well, working with Tarzan was amazing. We met on a um, this burlesque production that I was a part of, and they hired him to be my choreographer because I requested a choreographer since I do everything mainly freestyle. Mm-hmm. I wanted to work with someone um, that can show me a little bit something different. So when he came in, we instantly, instantly clicked. And, you know, between 
my pole style and his pole style and his strength, we was able to do some really, 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 really cool tricks on the pole. And um, he's he's absolutely great. Like, Tarzan is amazing. I love that man. <laughs> yeah, you guys managed to put together, like, a very athletically sexy um, performance from what I've seen. I mean, I'll put mm-hmm. a video um, in the show notes for people to check out, but yeah. it's like sexy, but you guys work off of each other very well. And like, <laughs> you know, there's a lot of strength to it, obviously, because you're very strong and, mm-hmm. you know, he's a man who's also very strong. So no, uh, sexy is always, if I'm involved, there's always going to be sexy. There's no, there's no if, answer, but about it. Whatever I do, it's, 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 it's going to make you want to feel something. I like telling stories. I like making you feel uncomfortable, but comfortable all at the same time. As I like making people want me, especially when it comes to my art form. You should teach workshops about that because I feel like a lot of people, that's a challenging thing to be able to do, you know, to be able like to kind of capture a room. That's, that's a huge talent. Thank you. Um, thank you. Just throwing out because you don't have enough on your plate, but I'm just giving you more business ventures. No, no, I, uh, I'm, you know, I'm glad someone noticed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's what I'm about. I'm a performer. Mm-hmm. I've always been a performer, and it's a, it has a lot to do with um, my background in 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 performing arts. I was used to being around a crowd. I just wasn't used to being on the pole. So when it came to me dancing and performing and doing the floor work and the the, the twerks and and the booty control and whining that was nothing now all I needed to do was add the pole to it and I was able to bring something different into the nightlife and into the game so definitely I'm yes I'm able to be hired for workshops (laughs) (laughs) I don't mind teaching that's what we're about is you know I can I, I love teaching my women to be free and a part of that is being able to just listen to the music and just go and just be raw. And that's, that's, that's what I do is I I can show you how to be raw. But if you allow, if you don't allow yourself to be free, then you're just hindering, you know, your own potential. And I always, I voice that to my students all the time. Like, listen to the music. Don't worry about how you look. Don't think about every single thing that I taught you. Just have a good time. Yeah. It's hard to be um, uninhibited when you dance, you know, especially if you're like, you know, in less clothes or if you're worried about this pole, like, ah, is it going to be slippery or am I going to like look silly? So it's something that takes practice. I can't imagine it comes naturally yeah. to anyone. No, it didn't come naturally to me <laughs> whatsoever. I had to teach myself uh, I, just lots and lots of practice. That's all it was. Lots and lots of practice. So on your site, you um, mentioned something called medium movement that inspires um, the dance style that you teach at Poetic Justice. Can you, what what is that? (laughs) So the medium movement stands for, medium stands for Mona Marie, Escape, Discover, and Power. And it's my own journey that I created a curriculum for my students here at the studio. And... um, it basically stands for escaping your limitations, discovering your inner freedom, and becoming empowered. And that's what I teach. So, and so it's, so for the classes, 
I made it as escape is all beginner classes, discover is all intermediate classes, and empowerment um, is all advanced classes. So you always end up growing. Because at the end of the day, when you're, you know, just like when you learn how, learning how to walk, you don't know. So you're learning. So you're escaping, you know, your daily life, your stress. So you come to the studio and you, you're training, and you're learning something new, and you're doing something for yourself. So you're able to escape. And then after a couple of classes, a couple open polls, you end up you end up seeing a change in, in, in you. You end up wanting to wear less clothes or you end up wanting to put on a little bit more makeup this time or do your hair a certain type of way or, you know, change how, you know, you, you notice your body changing because you're, you're working out and you're training. So now you see that you might want to get your clothes a little tighter or change up your wardrobe. Or wear less and then, makeup or... Or less... No. Yes. You know, like, <laughs> less, like less I don't need to hide behind that anymore. Could go yeah. either way for people, just something that puts them out of their comfort zone, you know? Yeah, exactly. And then, you know, by that time, you don't even notice how empowered you feel. And you end up doing these shows and, you know, able to be more interactive with people and outgoing and, and just have a good time. So M-E-D-E-M. It's an acronym. Mm-hmm. Meet them. Okay. I like that. I like how your levels are based on kind of like internal achievements as opposed to external achievements. That's, you really have your own thing going over there. <laughs> yeah, I do. No, listen, I do. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not really here to, you know, be a full blown uh, training facility. Mm-hmm. You know, it's eventually going to get there. But right now, the women in the Bronx, they need someplace that they can call their own and, feel good about themselves and you know these are regular everyday women that are coming here and you know they just want to feel good and they want to feel sexy and and work on their confidence Mm -hmm. you know that's awesome yeah (laughs) and so like I'm sure you're starting to get people from Manhattan too right Mm -hmm. yes I am it's kind of it's expensive to pull in Manhattan but (laughs) they have some amazing studios but no I am I'm getting people from Manhattan Jersey Yonkers, Westchester, um, everywhere. And it's it's crazy and it's interesting because people, especially when they say Jersey, and so I'll just be like, how did you hear about us? It was <laughs> like, we saw you on Instagram yeah. and Back to the it looks lit, <laughs> social media. Yeah. And it was like, you just, you know, it just looks so dope. And, you know, they always leave the greatest reviews. So it makes me happy. That's awesome. I mean, the poll community needs all different types of um, studio presence. They need where you can train, but they also need somewhere if you're not really competitive and maybe just want to like feel yourself a place like that. So, um, it's nice that you provide that. Thank you. And we kind of touched on it, but like, what is your big plan moving forward? Like what's your trajectory? What are, what's Mona Marie trying to achieve in the long run? (laughs) So in the long run, I, uh, I'm definitely going to put on my own productions. One of my idols is Dina Vontis. And I remember when I first met her, she's amazing. I remember when I first met her, um, I got to sit down with her and I asked her, you know, what can I do to, uh, just, what can I do to build it and to grow? And she was, and she was just like point blank period, just be different. And I was like, I, I get it. Like I get it. And I was like, thank you. And now that's what, that's what motivates me to continue just staying true to myself. You know, as a, a new studio owner, 
it's difficult for me to not try to be like everybody else Mm -hmm. because I see, you know, when you see something working, you want it to go with what everybody else is doing. But at the end of the day, that's not who I am. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when it came to my studio, I just had to remember that I am, I got to be different. I'm different. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to running it and how I do my classes and how I do my parties, it's going to be true to me and true to, you know, what I do and what I love. And at the end of the day, that's what people love about me. Yes. So what's the sense of changing something that's not really broken? That's true. Yeah. Like why, (laughs) if something already exists, why would you want to be the same thing anyway? And that comes with like, you know, for us dancers out there listening, like say like we're competing or we're doing a show, Mm -hmm. like it's kind of the same message. Like if it's been done, do something different, you know, try to mimic someone, be, bring what your own unique viewpoint is to to your dance style and to, to everything you do in life. Right. No, I absolutely, yeah, I absolutely agree. You know, I, you know, some of, you know, a lot of dancers, they, they forget they could be their own individual person. They don't have to be like everyone else. I'm absolutely okay not being that flexible. I'm okay with not doing all the crazy, crazy, crazy tricks. I'm happy with, you know, my own type of style. I love my strength moves. I love how fast I am. I love all the wine and body ways. I love my heels. I love putting on my makeup and having my hair done. You know, it's, it's just me, yeah. you know, and that's what I feel comfortable with. Yeah. What kind of productions do you want to put on? Huge productions. So um, I definitely, I love props. Okay. And I want a big, 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 big prop. So I definitely want a cage of full of monkey bars. And I just want to be a big old monkey in it and do things with lighting. I definitely, um, I always wanted to create, um, I am, not that I always wanted, I will be creating a kitty act and Ooh. having a kitty bowl with my pole attached to it. Um oh Dina really does inspire me. She, her productions are phenomenal and her props are amazing. Mm-hmm. And there's always going to be a pole in my life. So I want to create those props, you know, just big versions of these props, um, you know, including the pole. Yeah. Kind of like how Dita is synonymous with her oversized martini glass. Mm-hmm. In the burlesque world, you can become synonymous with your oversized kitty ball. (laughs) (laughs) In the pole world. (laughs) But uh, I want to get to that point of doing major productions like that. And um, uh, it wasn't until after I went to Vegas, I believe, last year. And I went to go see Zumanity. And I saw saw these women that look exactly like me, like my size, my shape. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, yeah, this is hap- this is going to happen as far as me. That's my mm-hmm. that's where I'm headed. As far as the studio, my plans for um, Poetic Justice is for it to expand. Um, we are about twelve hundred square foot um, square feet right now. And we want to expand um, to thirty five hundred square feet. And we're going to add a daycare in the basement of this building, have an outdoor terrace at the very top of the roof. Um private area for our exclusive clients like celebrities and things like that so they have a private showroom and expanding the whole back section to include Ariel, uh, silks, hoops, um, hammocks, 
yeah. Pilates and things like that. So that's that's what we plan on doing is building and then franchising my brand to other cities and hopefully one day go international. But it just got to stick with my brand. Yeah, well, you're in phase one right now. <laughs> I love Big Dreamers so much. I think that's super unique, but I think the right person has to do it. You know, like yeah. you bring your like positive attitude with it and your support. So people will, will feel that energy. So I'm like your biggest uh, fan. Sorry. I'm, I don't think I've ever fangirled anyone like this on the podcast before. Oh, oh you're so sweet. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I'm really excited to see where it heads because it all sounds amazing. Thank you. You just got to speak it into existence. There you go. I spoke this into uh, existence for a good long time before I opened. Yeah, and have the patience because yeah. it's not something that, you know, you oh, no. happens it, overnight. Nope. I want it to take its time. Yeah. Please not. It's enough. It's already enough for me doing doing this part. Yeah, I believe it. <laughs> I believe it. So let's head into the second part of the interview. No problem. The questions that I ask everyone. No so, problem. Who is your pole crush? We know that your burlesque crush is Dee Devante's, but yes. who is your pole crush? Oh my God. If I'm going to, hopefully I'm pronouncing it correctly. Doris Arnold. Okay. From Paris. She owns uh, Francisco Francisco Studio. If I'm not mistaken, I'm probably pronouncing it wrong, but she is absolutely amazing and incredible, and she's sexy, and she gives me so much life when I watch her videos. Um, yes, Doris Arnold. Um, yes. I just followed her. Um, see, like, <laughs> people think that I know everyone. I don't, so that's... Okay, She. I just glanced at her Instagram. So she's French. Seems mm-hmm. like that's kind of your style, so that's perfect. Oh, well, no one's ever said her before, so... Um, she has a shit ton of followers, so maybe I'm yeah. the only one who didn't know her. But, um, <laughs> that's but she's amazing. She's amazing. Uh, her, who else? I love Lauren. She's great. Yeah. I love her. I love her studio. I think I'm Lauren definitely from yes. Yep. Oh Kiska my god. Means pussy. That's yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, when I when I heard it, I was like, oh my god, this woman's giving me so much life right now. Yeah. And I love it because even her studio is different, but she still maintains true to herself very, and her brand. Very unique and, studio as well. Yeah, and you know, there's not a lot of there's not a lot of us out here. Right. <laughs> there's right. not. So when I you know, when I see her post the videos and I see the studio, it's like, oh man, that's the goal right there. I just want my, I want my students to just walk in in a thong and a bra and be in, in high heels, <laughs> high heels all the time and just be polling. I'm just like, yes, I did it. Yeah. Mona did it. <laughs> <laughs> well, two excellent choices. Um, you definitely have your, your personal style and that. Yes. Wait, also, I can't remember her name. It starts with an A. She's a Russian, she's like the Russian pole queen or something like that. Yeah. And it's, Deja something. Yeah. 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 Her. Yeah. Her. Yeah. Her. I, you know what? It's, I'm going to save myself the embarrassment from saying it out loud because like I follow her and I know, you know, what. Oh, we, we all know. Everybody like knows we all know exactly. her, but I don't say her name out loud. I'm not going to embarrass myself. So. Mm-hmm, but we, we all, all know, know exactly what we're talking about. Yes. She's, yeah. um, she's incredible. I mean, I we can like, all oh dream, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah. I hope she comes to New York. All these three, these three people I just mentioned, I yeah. really hope they come to New York because I definitely want to have them do something at the studio, um, either a workshop or just have private one-on-ones together yeah. because I love all their style of, of dance. And it's all, you know, it's kind of not the same, but all the same. We all do the sexy, erotic, sexy things, but we're still different. Yeah. Yeah. And it appeals to the same kind of person that is looking mm-hmm. for, um, cause you can explore kind of that type of movement in different manners. So it's yeah. going to appeal to kind of the same audience. So yeah. <laughs> awesome. All right, guys, if you're listening and you speak English, <laughs> go, go to New York and look up Mona Marie. <laughs> and so how would you like to see the pole community evolve over the next five years? Honestly, I really would just love that everybody just start embracing each other. Mm-hmm. Like everybody. And I get that, you know, especially in the pole community, I get that we're all different and we all do different styles of dance, but one style is not better than the other and vice versa. And I think, you know, as far as really being a, a stronger community, I, w- I would love to see. But we're growing. It's already about to be in the Olympics. Every, you know, doing all these competitions. People are really accepting it. You know, Slowly. parents are asking me about, you know, kids' classes and really? mommy and me classes. Yeah, which is which is something we're adding. We're going to add to the studio oh, in the coming okay. months. So, it's you know, it's, it's growing. And the stigma, you know, that negative stigma it used to have is not going to be there anymore. And I'm excited about that. But definitely just want everybody to just start, you know, accepting, you know, the different walks of life and the different ways that we pull and just, you know, I get it. I'm, you know, I'm, I started in the nightlife and, you know, I didn't start in the studio, but it's, it's what it is. I still, you know, I still taught myself, you, you know, you, you taught yourself and it's just, you know, just got to love each other. Everybody got to love each other and respect each other. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Definitely, definitely. I've always, all the time I, I, I see it on Facebook and, and, and Instagram and I see these hashtags and stuff. And it's always like the, you know, the entertainer against, you know, the the, the class, the, the person that was, you know, training class. And it's just like, it's not, we all do the same thing. Yeah. You're still wearing booty shorts and tiny tops and heels. <laughs> You're still wrapping around the pole. We just get paid a lot of money to do it, but we're still, <laughs> but we still do it. And a lot of us, we do go and train and and, and stuff. And that was another thing, yeah. Especially when it like um, to go back to mentioning uh, Kishka Pole. Yeah, I love the fact that she really embraces the nightlife, and you see these women, you know, training and, and stuff. And it, it's it's it's. It's nice to see because a lot of uh, pole artists, you know, entertainers in the nightlife, you know, including myself, we don't feel comfortable going to normal studios because we look different. We don't because we, we're different. We love all the sexy stuff. So our everything we wear is a lot smaller. You know, I don't I do not pull barefoot. I am not used to it. It's not for me. So I'm always in high heels. And for me, I'm you know, my makeup and my hair is always done. So I always even even now I'm always done up. Not saying I have to wear the makeup all the time, but 
that's just been my that's been my whole life. Mm-hmm. I come I want to I, I want to feel good. So I want to look good. And if I look good, I feel good. And if I'm over here, if I if I add all these elements to the dim lighting and me wrapping myself around the pole and then dope song, my routine, you know, is going to be flawless. Yeah. That's how I just feel about it. It kind of puts yourself into, um, for people who really like to get into that um, kind of deep trance, like freestyle flow, Yeah, I think lighting is really important in a studio, yeah. and I think that like a sound system or music is really important, yeah. because if you're like in a really bright fluorescent studio, it's kind of hard to um, kind of get out of your head, I think, I don't know, but like- No, I agree. That lighting is probably very helpful if you really need to see someone um, executing tricks or if you're training in that capacity. So again, we're, you know, you're open to all different, you know, respecting and loving all, but it's nice to have options. And that's nice what you said about um, the, you welcoming nightlife and and sh- and strippers into your studio. So the this for those listening, uh, the studio that Mona is talking about is Kiska, and we interviewed Lauren on the podcast before, and it's in Portland, Oregon. And there's a really big strip club scene there, and so a lot of strippers who want to become better entertainers, like Mona was saying, she feels like she executes at her job. They've been coming to her studio. Be- um, to train and to just kind of like work on their pole so they're better when they're working at night. And um, her, she was saying that some strippers, like when they came to her studio, were like, well, we weren't really welcome at the other studios because they didn't like that we, you know, were like these nightlife workers. So, you know, it's nice that you're you're not holding that stigma. And I don't think anyone should hold that stigma. That's fucking ridiculous, you know? <laughs> I think it's cool if you're a stripper and you want to get better at pole, that's cool. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but as you know, it's, it's just, I always say there's a difference between a stripper and an entertainer mm-hmm. and I'm, 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 I'm building entertainers mm-hmm. and it's like, you want to be a stripper? That's fine. You can twerk your ass all, all day, all day, all night you want. But if you want to be an entertainer, you come and you see me and I, and I work with you when it comes to your flow. I work with you on your transitions and getting in and out of it and, and just knowing, um, how to be free. And it's like, you know, just feel comfortable. A lot of, a lot of, you know, entertainers, they don't have a place to come to where they feel comfortable. And that's what I wanted to bring to my studio is it's it's for everybody and it doesn't matter who you are whether you're a dancer whether you're a mom whether you're muslim it doesn't matter i don't care about your sexual orientation i don't care about your sex i don't care about your race i don't care about your religion if you want to walk through these doors and be a part of a loving family that's building here then by all means come in but don't forget your heels (laughs) <laughs> bring your heels <laughs> oh my goodness do you have vendor heels there I've noticed studios do that they have heels that you can like rent I, we don't have it yet but all that is absolutely it's coming in stage two yeah gotcha. yep, stage two stage one was opening yeah stage two is getting the, the rental heels <laughs> yes <laughs> and one thing you mentioned before that I just wanted to circle back to because I'm curious because I yes. don't work in the nightlife but you know yes. I'm always interested in learning more about like all different aspects of pole do you feel like the there are clubs that are emerging where an uh, dancers in an entertainment capacity are starting to have opportunities beyond um, maybe someone who is just um, there to do, you know, this typical stripper um, uh, 
Mm-hmm. You know, and again, we don't throw shade to anyone, but if you're yeah. more into the lap dances and you're not into the stage performance, that's cool. Like, that's not your job, you know? Yeah. Your job's to to be a stripper. But are you noticing that strip clubs are starting to hire more, like, entertainment girls as well? Or is that not really? Uh, no, yes. Um, there's only a handful of us in New York. I'm okay. one of the top pole artists, um, artists here in New York and entertainers in the nightlife here. Um, but it's huge down south. Like, mm-hmm. down south, these girls be doing it on the pole and that's what they that's what they that's what they really really love they love the girl that actually put on a show it's all about putting on a show it's all about creating this fantasy and and delivering something different to the crowd and sometimes honestly it gets boring when all the girls do is just get up there and they shake their ass all night like it gets boring so you need that entertainment you need that headliner and i headline at sin city and i'm you know i perform maybe once a night once throughout the weekend and that's about it so I show up late I do my show and I walk out the building and you know (laughs) that's because I'm curious because there's always going to be you know strip clubs you know people need to give lap dance you know there's you know the champagne room there's all that that's a strip club like that's the reality Mm -hmm. of it but I keep especially because I'm focused on the south too and I love um like pole assassin is one of my favorite yes (laughs) super dope yeah she's out of Dallas yeah yeah and to me I'm like well I have a hard time describing what she does because she is like a pool entertainer but she works at a strip club and people you know she is paid in tips but She's an entertainer. She is a pole. She is a pole entertainer. She's entertainer and a she's a headliner. Exactly. I don't. You know, I correct people all the time. I was like, I'm not a stripper. Okay. I'm not a stripper. I've like I was a stripper when I first started. Okay. That's because I didn't know no better. Once I started going in on the pole and I don't take off my clothes at all. Okay. I basically wear what I will wear at the beach. Okay. Um, People are not looking at me in a uh, in a sexual type of way, you know, they're not looking at me like they want to, you know, um, rope on me and stuff. They, they, people look at me and they see me perform and they, they, they respect me because it's an art form for them, you know, and that's exactly what I want to portray. I want you to watch me. And there's been plenty of times where, you know, the club be packed and lit and people be doing their own things and the moment I get on stage you know I, I see people just stop and they just stare and they just be in so in awe like the hell just happened because you don't see a lot of it here in New York there's in New York there's not a lot of pole um entertainers here in New York but it's a it's a major thing down south so that's why everyone yeah. thinks I'm from the south and they be like, no, not you're not from New accent. York. Not with that accent. <laughs> not with that accent. <laughs> girls from New York, girls from New York don't dance like that. I was like, nah, I'm a New Yorker. And this is exactly how I dance. I be doing it. Yeah. Dance like I'm from the South and I'm like this big. <laughs> <laughs> it's so interesting. Thank you for breaking that down for us because I never want to like disrespect people's roles and people's identity mm-hmm. within their own jobs or, you know, their own hobbies or identification. So, but at the same time, like I think this is a good opportunity for us to learn about, um, you know, different situations mm-hmm. that we're not necessarily a part yeah. of. So. And trust, there's nothing wrong with being a stripper. Yeah. I love my stripper life. Love them all. They're the greatest girls. I've met some really incredible people in the nightlife, and there's nothing wrong with it. I'm just here. I'm just going to turn. 
And it's not necessarily, not even that, not, not what I do. I'm just turning these strippers into little Mona Marie's. <laughs> so I mean, that's all. Okay. That's all. If I could get one big booty chick to get on that pole, I saved a life. That's <laughs> so, <laughs> all that matters. It's over. It's over. And that's what I want. You want to be entertained when you go to a gentleman's club. You want you want to show. You want to be entertained. You want a reason for people to come back. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's and that's all. That's all I ever want. Like I, I want you to be like. I went to this strip club last night and I saw this dope female on the pole and you have to go back and you over here telling everybody else. Because that, that's, that's, that's how people knew about me is through word of mouth. Okay. And that's what's been working. So that's all I want. Let me put on a show for you. Yeah. And why not, you know, at a strip club, <laughs> it's, you know, why not, why not, you know? So if that's where the patrons are, that's where the show is. And- <laughs> exactly. It's It's just... It's it's a it's a live life it's a, a lively lifestyle. Yeah. And I'm so grateful. You know, I, I discovered something that I love. I discovered something about myself and my baby was born from the nightlife. So I, I can't there's I can't hate on it. Yeah. Yeah. I can't yeah. hate on it. Well, we should never be, you know. Yeah. Be ashamed of anything we've done in life. It's created who we are today. So, <laughs> and, uh, and stand in your power in it. And so, as you mentioned, I'm, you know, I'm good. Well, I'm going to put all your social media and everything mm-hmm. in the show notes, but it's um, Mona Marie on everything and Poetic Justice. Um, yes. And you said people can reach out to you if they're interested in like privates or, mm-hmm. you know, in any type of. Um, workshop that they're interested in you creating and if they're flowing through the Bronx they should definitely come see you um is there anything else coming up that we didn't hit on that you'd like to share um right now the only thing that's coming up is our Valentine's Day week that we're going to be promoting very soon and it's just an empowerment week for um women that wants to come in and really work on their sexy and confidence. So every day is something different from our seduction floor play classes to our tease and watch chair classes to um, our new class, which is called strip powerment, which is basically a strip tease class, but we're gearing it all around doing it either for your partner or doing something sexy. So the whole week I'm having, I'm going to make my ladies come in and like very sexy attire and really start feeling themselves and the studio is going to be dim lighted. The music is going to be uber sexy and it's just preparing for um, that Valentine's Day. And uh, I'm bringing in for that week, um, work, I'm working out the kinks with a friend of mine named Kaysen. Mm-hmm. She is, uh, she was one of the, um, the backup dancers for Beyonce and she went on tour and stuff with her. So she's coming in to do her um, body language class, okay. which is like a heels class. So Wow. Uh, do you teach most of the classes? I do. I teach most of the pole and non-pole classes. But wow. for the specials, for our, our, our feature specialty classes, yeah. like our fitness, um, is with Marlene Ortiz, which is Madonna's personal trainer. She does our, our fitness and our burlesque classes. Yeah. And... Um, Dance aerobics, someone else teaches, and uh, yoga. So someone else okay. teaches those classes. But it's me. Wow. And until, I find, until I find someone that um, can express my type of style of dance and able to 
portray that and be able to speak it, yeah. it's gonna, I, 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 you know, it's gonna, it's hard, I'm, I'm gonna, it's hard, it's yeah. hard to find somebody. Yeah, but I'm well, sure someone's going to come. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I mean, like you said, it's your baby. So, yeah. you know, and plus you're saving money that way since you're just opening. So, <laughs> and so before I let you go, can you sign off with like an empowering message or quote or anything to leave us with? Yes. Be raw. Let go. Be free. And Savion Blanc. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I can't wait to come and take wine and stretch with you in New York. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Marie, thank you so much no, for being thank on the you. podcast. It's been so fun talking with you. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> thank you for listening to the Pole Parlor podcast. Want more? Visit poleparlor.com for show notes and to link to the Facebook group where you can connect with other poleaholics and continue the conversation. Listen to past episodes and subscribe to new episodes on the website, YouTube, iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud. Lots of love, babes. Thanks for listening.